Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are, uh, End Times Friday, uh, and we've been, uh, in our, our uh, process, we've been uh, working on uh, what it's like after the new heaven and a new earth is created and we're all living in, eternally uh, into, you know, the, the end of time, uh, which actually there is no end of time. It just keeps going. So uh, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty fun. And uh, uh, I hope everybody tuned in yesterday. Uh, we had Ken Blanchard of the One Minute Manager was on as our guest and he was, he was fantastic and, and, what and a blessing, a, a, right? a joy. So, uh, you know, if you haven't seen that, go back and watch that one. Uh, as, as well as uh, the neat thing about Guest Thursdays, uh, you and I get to, to experience this, is um, there's, a, there's a, uh, what I call uh, the reality of abiding and living with God translates into real things. Right. That our guests share. And, and the one thing in common that all of our guests have uh, is that um, uh, they've learned to abide. Um, right. And then through the abiding, they get to share the life that they have, which which we say, we keep saying is, you know, the super abundant life. And remember, it's not material, uh, can't include that, but it's it's all of life starts to be joyful. Uh, right. And uh, we, yeah, we got trouble, uh, but, but God can resolve the trouble. So, uh, you, you know, again, and the, another yeah. part I love about it is really just simply, it's a beautiful platform to see God exalted because week after week, it never fails. We get to hear stories of God doing things that only God can do. Yes. Yes. And then we get this front row seat to watching yeah. how he spoke it and performed it. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's nothing more fun. I never get tired of hearing what God does. God's yeah. just and, how and big he is and, and how much he cares. Here, here's a little uh, nugget about that. Um, when people who aren't walking with God mm-hmm. and struggling hear a testimony, interesting enough, it actually makes them a little bit angry uh because yeah yeah you were lucky that happened to Uh, you but that doesn't happen to me Mm -hmm. Um, and instead of rejoicing there becomes a little bit of a uh a a root of resentment of Mm -hmm. well how come and again it's it's out of this false theology that everything that happens is god's will Right. And okay, that's his will for you. Aren't you lucky? For me, it ain't. It doesn't happen that way. And I guess I'm unlucky. And that, that's a shame. And and so, uh, but when you're walking with God, abiding, uh, it happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, as it's happening to you, and that's why I can say I guarantee it'll happen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know when. Uh, but I do know it will. 
and right. that your life will start to experience the beauty, the wonder of the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing, which, by the way, we're starting next Monday. Yes, uh, looking a, forward to a, that. a new series on that. Um, but uh, uh, when that happens, so like you and I, and we're sitting front row seat, like you said, listening to God's work. Yeah. Every time it's it's exhilarating. It's it's thrilling. It's so much fun. <laughs> uh, it's hallelujah because there's never any thought, well, yeah, that's lucky for them, but not for you. It's like, look at what's happening to them. I, I mean, can look at who our God is. I can hardly can wait you. for those kind of things to continue mm-hmm. to happen to me. And it flips, see, it flips all, it flips right. your life. Uh, because again, the world is under heavy stress, particularly today, which we're going to talk about, uh, about the end time, is um, it's it's difficult uh, and problematic. And uh, I was just uh, uh, having a board meeting with uh, a company I'm on, and uh, we discussed, uh, we're talking about 2022, you know, and for the CEO, what's your forecast? <laughs> and he said, well, here it it's is. It's hard to forecast he right said, now, well, right? here it is. <laughs> But we all understand there's lots of variables uh, and we mm-hmm. have things, he said, for example, <clears throat> um, even if we have demand from our customers, it's possible that we won't have parts right. that we're going to be able to get what's called supply chain or we might yeah, not have. Yeah, Dan a, runs into this a lot. We yeah. might not have the labor and even though I could sell it. And I could make mm-hmm. it, and we want to. We want to pay the people to, to work. I might have. I might not have parts for them to do anything with, um, and I could cause trouble for my customer who needs it. But I can't provide it, and so I can't predict because it's a very and, and the words that were used was it's extremely difficult place in the history yeah. of our business because there's just things that we can't we can't know. Right. Um, and it could be negative, you know. And so the world is living under that. And, and mm-hmm. we made a comment. There was a, a board member that made a comment. He said, well, you're not unique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the board member actually uh, made an interesting point uh, that uh, we had to we had to kind of stop a minute. Because as you think about it, I'm sure Dan's in this too, is when you're in a supply chain issue problem, what do you tend to do? Buy inventory. Right. Uh, get more Well, more. if you can get it. <laughs> if you can get it. Well, when you can get yeah. it, get more and more and more. Okay, well, right. he made a comment. He said, guess what? Every board uh, in the world is is saying, we're probably going to have supply chain problems, so, so beef up your inventory. He said the entire world is going to beef up their inventory. He said, remember, there's a point then when you got enough inventory. Right, and, and you don't need to buy anymore from your vendor, which which this mm-hmm. company is one. And by the way, everybody is in that boat. He said, so there's going to be a interesting moment where you're buying, you're buying, you're buying to keep up, and then all of a sudden, your customers have done that, and they don't need your stuff anymore for a while, uh, and you're going to have a big drop in your sales because they don't they've already beefed up their inventory and that throws off your forecast and as that, well. that's yeah. going to throw off your forecast so the implication of that is uh that um because of the uncertainty everybody is under a level of of stress um 
And the cool thing about abiding is that God says, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can handle this. I can guide you. And, right. and we actually prayed about it. We talked about, okay, God, show us wisdom. This is for the company, uh, believers uh, who are on the board and at the leadership level. Uh, we need your wisdom. And thank you even now for giving wisdom to the other board members said, hey, be careful here. Uh, don't don't think you know or you're going to be prepared for actually when the downturn occurs, we got to be ready for that too. Right. Um, uh, and so give us wisdom. And we know that we know that we know. We'll get it. Uh, and he'll show us through the process. Now, by the way, um, we didn't say, God, make sure our profits stay at a certain level. <laughs> Um, we just said, may we follow you so yeah. that we, we make it through whatever difficulties coming up. Um, and by the way, uh, and the CEO was strong on this, um, my, my value, my heart, your heart is to make sure that we pay the people and continue to pay those people even through a downturn. Uh, right. So that we don't just say, well, to maximize profit, let's cut them. He said, uh, when we were successful, by the way, they had the banner year last year, interesting enough. Uh, we didn't, we didn't uh, uh, you know, uh, put the burden on us uh, to then is that let's all do this together, you know, and so let's pray about that. You know, how do we do that? So it wasn't that, right. well, we got to make sure we meet a certain target. Um, and that's why I say to people, particularly uh, as you're looking at issues of resolution, um, it's not about, well, make it work out the way I want to. Uh, right. It's no, I'm going to, I'm going to walk with you, including I could go through a financial downturn or I could have difference, uh, or even, even company's solution could be to file bankruptcy. And, but then on the other side of it, God says, I'm going to, I'm going to restore you. So, um, that's the beauty of life. But as we hear these, that's why, uh, what listening to these testimonies are very encouraging. Uh, because right. that's life. That's the life of God. Uh, as we as we talk about uh, this aspect of uh, you know we're we're doing end times and the struggle of it. Right now we're in the in the place of watching for the signs. Um, and are we close to it? And could it happen? And, and the answer is yeah. I don't know how close because God says it's only. But his we're time. closer and, than we were. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can see signs. And one thing that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I kind of took uh, a little bit of a pause, um, and I and I've noticed uh, about the vaccine mandates and the COVID and the mask uh, that they're kind of relaxing the requirements. Uh, right. That eh, you don't have to be vaccinated; just get tested or. Uh, yeah, you can stop wearing masks now. Uh, yeah, the schools up here are now going, a lot of them are going mask optional. Yes, yeah. Uh, so there's a relaxation of that. Optional, yeah. uh, so I was pondering all that, uh, uh, thinking of the one world government. And so I, I just kind of put a few things together. Uh, so uh, I said one is that the world that we observed was willing to uh, fall under one world government. Right. And it happened in lightning speed. Uh, right. And COVID was when the reason. When faced with a mutual crisis, uh, yeah. It, it was a crisis. Um, and uh, there, was a, there was a compelling need to have that happen to mm -hmm. create uh, the crisis in order 
for the one world government to be put in place. So you can begin to understand when it happens. I'm talking about the tribulation and, the, and literally the one world government that's now functional uh, in one, one currency, by the way, that um, it was stimulated by a, a crisis that, that drove the compelling reason to receive the one world government solution. Uh, and the compelling crisis for the COVID was they portrayed it as a, as a deadly virus. Right. If, if you get this, you have a high chance of death. And of course, <laughs> uh, interesting enough, everybody in the world has, has an aversion to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, don't willingly, you don't willingly go, you know, hey, yeah, great. I'm, I'm happy to die. By the way, uh, in scripture, um, the disciples did, and Paul particularly, uh, he made a statement in Philippians, which he's writing in Rome after, by the way, he'd been shipwrecked and uh, on the way. And he says this in Philippians 1, um, I'm, I'm torn whether to stay here or go home. Go home meaning die and go. Right. He says to live is Christ, to, to die, die is, is gain. <laughs> it's going to be even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he wasn't bothered at all by the thought of death. Like, I'm, I'm right. ready. I'm ready. This is it. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, now, by the way, he had seen a little bit of it because remember he got translated into what's called the, the third heaven, and uh, right. he got to see that. And he said it's so unbelievable. I can't even. I can't tell you anything about it um, because you won't understand it. I'm not. And God told me don't don't do it uh, because he got to experience a little bit of it. But he said he said. I can't even describe it to you. Uh, interesting enough, the only description we have much of heaven is in, in Revelation 21 and 22. Yeah, it's, it's a really, beautiful description. Yeah, too, it's, right? it's really interesting. Uh, so, um, you know, the issue is that there has to be a compelling reason uh, in a crisis that people willingly, you know, accept it. Um, I believe from what the Bible states, first of all, we know it's not uh, military. It's not, it's not uh, uh, a force. And, and again, the picture that we would have in our, in our understanding would be Germany and Hitler. Like Hitler, right. Uh, he was, he was, his goal was right. literally world domination. But that was, he was trying to come in by force taking it. By force, yeah. I'm gonna take you That's over. That's not what happens in this I'm case. Because I'm stronger than you and I have more military mm-hmm. than you. Interesting enough, uh, that became his downfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, the Americans joined the fight in Europe. So he's trying to take, and by the way, his goal, because he'd already, remember, he'd taken over Italy, France, Spain. Guess what? England. Who right. was who was the world power then? Uh, well, the U.S. joined it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he's fighting the U.S. and Britain on that front. Europe, he decides at the same time, I'm going to fight Russia too. Well, that's where his downfall was. He split his resources um, and went to the two different fronts, and, and he did it <laughs> in winter in Russia. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, the Russians know what they're doing. You don't, you know, and, uh, and so he couldn't sustain that, and that's what led to his downfall, which we know that, you know, that God didn't allow it anyway. But the picture is uh, he, he, his intention by force but to be the leader of one world government. And of course it didn't happen that way. Well, in the tribulation in scripture, it's not by force. 
Okay. Uh, it's not taken over militarily. Uh, it's it's going to be some crisis that the one world government solves with the new currency and the new system. Mm-hmm. So it implies it's economic. Right. Uh, it's going to be an economic solution to an economic crisis. Uh, so, um, and then what we saw, and we're seeing it right now, that the, uh, the government, uh, one world government system, which we call it, you know, the, the WHO, who, <laughs> uh, and the health organizations uh, clamped down. So you went from normal living to abnormal living. Uh, for the sake of, of fulfilling the crisis, which they willingly did. But right. what happened was it reached a level of what I call fatigue. Yeah, people grew weary of it, uh, for sure. Weariness of uh, the way I normally want to live is this. Mm-hmm. And I've been prevented from doing that by these rules, which I willingly accepted primarily. A lot of them, you know, some people didn't. But uh, I willingly accept it. But it's a weariness to it. And, and I think and what, what I was struck by as I processed this with God was, well, think about why. Well, they went from normal to abnormal. Uh, right. That they willingly did it because of the crisis. But uh, it, it, it reaches a level of uh, fatigue. And therefore, it cannot be sustained, uh, which is, you know, popping out even recently with, like, for example, the... Uh, the uh, truckers in uh, Canada uh, is, and they, you know, they for for two years the Canadians willingly accepted, willingly accepted, willingly accepted, and then they just got weary of it, and the truckers kind of took things in their own hands, and said we're going to protest and stop everything. Enough is enough. Yeah. By the way, they're stopping things even for two weeks. Has shut down major auto plants in Canada. Oh yeah, because uh, they can't function. They don't have. They can't get parts to it, so they shut them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the negative consequence, the weariness of it. Um, uh, there were pockets of resistance to control. Um, we saw it now with the Canadians, Americans. Interesting enough, were <laughs> were the pockets of greatest resistance. Uh, mm-hmm. So people like like for example, uh, Delta, United, American, Southwest, other ones. Uh, you have to be vaccinated to be an employee. Right. Well, they said, okay, we're, then we're not coming to work. Fine. Okay, fire us. Half of them. And they, they backpedaled on that. Yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. We won't be able to function. And so we got to relax that rule. Uh, right. So the resistance was there. And I think the resistance came because it went from normal to abnormal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm not sure this is sensible, and I'm not willing to right. to give up my normal living for the sake of this. So there's pockets of resistance, and again, Americans were probably uh, the greatest resistance to stand against it, regardless of the consequences. You know, so like the employees said, "Well, fine, let's fire us. Uh, uh, we're willing to put up with it." Um, uh, and then, um, uh, as they, they looked at it, uh, that. I believe there was a testing of, okay, where, where does this look like and what does this land and how easy is this to do? And I think there's uh, the harlot, I think, which is, by the way, is a central banking system under the, under the ownership of the Rothschild family uh, around the world. Uh, is with, uh, the, Remember in the, in, the old, in the New Testament of the Revelation, the beast 
which is the beginning of the tribulation with right. a new system. So think of the beast. With a completely new economic as system. As a new right. economic system. Right. Uh, and the beast isn't a person, it's it's the system. Now it, now it becomes synonymous with the Antichrist. With the Antichrist. But that's he, not until the middle of the middle, tribulation. Middle of the tribulation. Really, right? so, yeah. But the beast is created by the harlot, mm -hmm. a group of okay. people that are, are manipulating things to get you know to a certain place, which makes sense because their solution mm -hmm. is one world government. And by the way, Rothschild's, uh, what's called the Council for Foreign Relations, uh, Skull and Bones, uh, their published statements <laughs> right. is one world government. Right. I mean, that's what they're going for. Okay, so there's a group yeah. of people going for it. Uh, uh, and so, but I, I think they tested it and see it. So here's, here's my conclusion. Because I go back to scripture. And when it happens, when it happens, it's willingly accepted. Right. And embraced and, and life uh, is good. And so when, mm -hmm. I, when I saw that, I said, huh. So really what happens is that uh, there's an abnormal crisis that pushes people into uh, uh, something that they they either are having to deal with like a full economic uh, meltdown and I can't get supplies and I can't get things I, I don't even I think it's not even blamed by anybody uh, so right now you know there's there's stuff about the origin of the COVID you know Wuhan, right. Wuhan and all that uh, uh, so yeah you've done it you've done it you've done it well in this case they do it in such a clever way that there's not a there's not a you can't point to anything it just happens right. that was uh, something you and I had this conversation just the idea like as long as there is room for conspiracy theory to come up there's everyone's not going to go willingly towards it and so in what whatever it is that does transpire is going to have to be something that appears to have not been remotely manipulated by man right right uh and so it otherwise happened. you will have people especially americans who are more prone to question and to to um you know not readily give up yeah. independence and so I think, they're gonna have to really feel that they were not manipulated yeah and there'll in be any people way, shape, there were people yeah. that will be um we could we could say well had we not done this you know and uh, we wouldn't have had this but it won't be to a, a specific thing. It'll be to this mm -hmm. is what happened. Like, for example, uh, and there was just an article uh, that came out actually by e Elon Musk of uh, Tesla. Mm -hmm. uh, and he wrote, he says, hey, is anybody recognizing that our, our debt uh, for the nation and for the world is, is gone out of control and is not sustainable? Uh, and he put some data together and said, do you understand that that we're in trouble worldwide just with the debt alone? Um, and he made a statement about it. Uh, so I believe it'll be related to that, other things, but it'll be a collapse of something that we could say, well, had they not loaded up that debt, yeah, we wouldn't have this problem, but it'll be, well, everybody did it and everybody's part of it, and it just happened. There's something that triggered the crisis uh, that right. you know occurred. Okay, it occurred, and then here's here's what I got the insight about is that when the one world government comes and sets the new system 
and the new currency. Uh, and by, by the way, you give up your sovereignty and surrender to the rulership of that one world government. Um, so we won't be democracy anymore. It won't be us voting on things. We'll be right. being told, here's the rules. But they willingly do it. And, and it's not even in America, which is hard for us to fathom because we've observed mm-hmm. the resistance. We're right. typically we're typically. But whatever resistant. has gone on is enough that people are so weary of that abnormal that they are going to want to gravitate towards this so that normalcy is restored, is right. what you're saying, right? right? That's right. Uh, so uh, it's uh, willingly uh, accepted. Uh, and it's because it, I think, instead of it going from normal to abnormal, mm-hmm. that the crisis created the abnormal and, and they provided the solution the back solution to normal. The solution be normal, uh, right. And it wasn't, it wasn't by force. Uh, that, that's an interesting observation, I yeah. think, for sure. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it's a fantastic thing. So as we look at the, uh, the end here, um, uh, we're in, in uh, 21. Uh, we're talking about now we've, we've gone through the system. We've described it. The tribulation happened. Christ returned. The millennium occurred. Uh, uh, Satan was loose at the very end, and, and now he's thrown in a lake of fire. And uh, God uh, destroys uh, the old earth, uh, and he now uh, creates uh, the new heaven and new earth. So we said that in uh, Genesis, or excuse me, in Revelation 21, uh, that he's destroyed uh, the earth, created a new one, uh, and says, "I'm going to be your light. I'm going to be. I'm going to be with you, dwelling with you." And so we are now back to a physical place. And he says, "A new heaven and a new a new earth." So they're together. They're a unit together. There's spirituality to it. Uh, there's uh, the same relationship that, that God has now with us, but also now a physicalness to it. So we're on this physical uh, place. So if you go to uh, Revelation 21 um, and uh, uh, start in verse uh, 9, uh, uh, we can read further uh, what he says about this, this process. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance, like a most rare jewel, like a Jasper clear as crystal. It had a great high wall and 12 gates and at the gates, 12 angels and on the gates, the names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east, three gates, on the north, three gates, on the south, three gates, and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And the one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its width, and he measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also an angel's measurement. The wall was built of jasper. The city was pure gold, like clear glass. How far do you want me to read through? Uh, 21. Okay. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, agate, and the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, and the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, 
the 11th jacinth, the 12th amethyst, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, now, he says uh, basically that, um, uh, you know, as he saw this, that um, uh, he makes a statement uh, that the, one of the seven angels uh, uh, who actually had uh, issued, uh, you know, of the seven bowls and the seven plagues, he said to, he said to John, uh, again, come with me and I'll show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Um, and uh, so he now think about who is that? That's the church, right? Okay, that's the church. Yeah. So that these are believers that, uh, and again, um, you know, there's lots of symbolism in that. Uh, we're called uh, the bride. Uh, what is the bride supposed to do as, as she approaches the wedding? Well, get get getting, ready. Getting ready. Yeah, get <laughs> getting ready. ready for it. Yeah. Uh, get ready. That's why he says in several scriptures, even Jesus spoke this is uh, be careful mm-hmm. that you weren't ready. Right. Uh, that you ignored this, that you, you right. know, didn't pay attention. You know, I, you're my bride. I'm going to come and get you uh, and take it. And, and then he says that I'm going to show you uh, what it is to be the bride in mm-hmm. this new heaven and new earth. Remember, he's already described it. Right. You got a new heaven and new earth. He says, now I'm going to show you uh, what it's like. Okay, now, because, <laughs> because he's talking about the church, well, who's there? Mm-hmm. So only the church. The church. That would be only believers. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be us. So we're mm-hmm. physically going to be there. And it'll be, remember, he said, I'm going to be dwelling with you. So right. it's us and God and Christ and the angels. And he said, hey, the angels are going to be there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be living. This is, this is what's really cool. We're going to be living together okay. physically on, on a real place. Okay. Um, and, of course, you remember you said there's no tears. You're not, you don't have a sinful body anymore. You don't mm-hmm. have you don't, the, the new heaven and new earth has no entropy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Satan's not there. He's not kill, steal, and destroy. It's, it's all beautiful. Uh, and he says, uh, you know, let me show you what this looks like. Um, and he showed me the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. Uh, having the glory of God, uh, and it was uh, her light was precious. Uh, so there's uh, basically we get to see and experience, you know, Jerusalem, a new Jerusalem, that's really special and really cool. And then he describes it. Uh, uh, and so think about first of all, um, is it hypothetical? No. No. See, it's a real thing. Uh, and he said it had great and high walls with 12 gates. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and again, uh, it's going to be uh, not, we can't fully understand this because we would imagine we can go back to Jerusalem, which I've been to. You've been there too, right? I have not. Oh, no, you it's on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to go. And uh, We were supposed to go in 2020, yeah. Yeah, remember? When, <laughs> that's right. We had it all planned to have another tour over. Yeah. And, uh uh, but if you've been there, we can uh, you can visibly see still the walls of Jerusalem that David had and Christ had, etc. They experienced, uh, and it was it was really spectacular. Uh, 
but it was physical and it had gates in, inside and out. Well, we know that our spiritual bodies don't have uh, full limitation because we're not in that physical place where we we're limited physically because we have the spiritual resurrected body. So right. uh, he said it's a physical place, uh, special, it has walls, has gates. Uh, and by the way, uh, he says uh, it's organized uh, kind of like a square because uh, they're southeast, north, and west, uh, which, by the way, implies direction. They even give measurements, <laughs> right. Uh, right. And uh, he said the 12 tribes are there. Um, and then there's the city wall had 12 foundations, and who's there? The mm-hmm. names of the apostles of the Lamb. Uh, okay, so w- this is a cool statement that he's making. Uh, he said the 12 tribes are there and the 12 apostles are there. Think about the implication of what he's trying to say. 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament. Right. And the apostles and the twelve apostles, the New, the Testament, New Testament, yeah, all of it comes together. Mm. So um, the believers of the Old Testament are going to be there too, right? Um, and the Old Testament, the New Testament, he, he basically says holds up because the future place mm-hmm. rests rests on both. So what he's saying is this: Remember, uh, uh, Jesus made this statement. I have not come to abolish the, the word, but to do but what? To fulfill it, right? Fulfill it. Mm-hmm. And he said it will last eternally. Mm-hmm. Everything that has been written and spoken is going to last. So we will be, interesting enough, uh, living in the truths of the Old and New Testament still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll actually be abiding in that. Uh, because that he said that's going to be there. And the New Testament is going to be there, and it's going to last eternally so that we don't lose. It's kind of interesting. <clears throat> we don't lose the essence of life. So, mm-hmm. see, a lot of people think, well, you get to heaven, everything's gone. And we just start over. You know, it's something new. Right. He said, interesting enough, the place that we're going to be is going to be with those people, with the truth of those people, and they're st- it's still together. And the Old Testament and New Testament, by the way, come together. Uh, in a beautiful way uh, in, in this new Jerusalem. And then he said this, the uh, city is laid out as a square uh, and he tells the measurements of it. It's, it's long. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, and then he says uh, they're full of what? The walls and the city and all this is full of what? Fantastic. Um, jewels. Jewels, that's for sure. Yeah, gold, yeah. pure gold, jewels. Uh, so it's physical. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's the original resources that God had in our earth are, are now transported there mm-hmm. and they're, and they're, they're precious, they're beautiful, they're magnificent, right. they're valuable. And I love actually everything listed there. None of that is man-made. That's not anything we manufacture. So, uh, and that's why I remember when, uh, God said, uh, Hey, Adam and Eve, I give you all these resources, mm-hmm. Every, all of these things were in already in the earth created by God and he says right. guess, guess what exactly I destroy it but I'm going to recreate the physical things that I did originally hmm. and they're all they're all going to be there and by the way they're fantastic uh, even gold is so pure that it's both gold and looks like it's glass 
uh, you can translucent, you can see through it, you know, so uh, it's, it's magnificent. So as we look at uh, the way eternity is going to be, uh, it's going to be physical. Uh, it combines the Old and New Testament truths and the people from there are going to come together. Um, and it's built on the apostles, you know, teaching. It's built on the Old Testament tribes teaching. Uh, and Jesus brings it all together, and so there's a connectivity, and this is cool. Uh, and I haven't I haven't fully absorbed all this yet, but the tr the truths that we get to experience today as we're abiding last into eternity. And there's I don't know what all that means, you know, uh, because we tend <laughs> right. we tend to think, well, I got it here on earth. Okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. We get to go to be heaven, and that's it's over. He said, interesting enough, the truths, and this, this goes back to why the word is so critical, is uh, what is eternal is, is God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, us who believe, and the word, the truth that he has already given us. And we get to experience that somehow in the future uh, eternally. So it's, it's that real, is hard to get your head around, yeah, right? It, it's hard, <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be magnificent. So we'll pick this mm -hmm. up again uh, next time. Uh, uh, as we look at this uh, further in, in Revelation 21, and then we get into 22, and all we all we can say is is that here is a a beautiful, and that's I think part, part of the reason why Revelation was written, so we can mm -hmm. we can all get that, because even when we die, even during before this, we can appreciate now. Oh, heaven, maybe it's a little bit different than I thought. Right. Um, and if it looks like this eternally, well, then maybe there's part of that now. And I think the answer is yes. And it's such a beautiful thing that there's a physicalness to it. There's a mm -hmm. spiritual thing to it. There's relationship. Uh, there's uh, uh, experience with the heavenly host. And we get to live in the truth of all that. Right. You know, and eternally. the truth never changes. And the truth yes. doesn't change. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll pick this up again uh, next Friday and uh, stay tuned. Great. Uh, and we'll keep uh, looking at it. And, uh, uh, and one thing is to, to be understanding, I think some of the discernment about the beginning of the tribulation is based upon something that uh, creates a crisis and takes us into the abnormal, actually brings a solution and we're willingly accepted. It didn't go the other way. So that's yeah, kind of a cool thing. I think that's thing. fascinating. Yep. So yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. And thank you for joining us, everyone. Looking forward to beginning a new study on covenant covenant life yeah, next amen. week. So yeah, we'll please join us yes. for that. See you next week. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.